0: All right, everyone, welcome to episode two of the Beluga Bets podcast. I'm your host, Connor Knott. Today we're talking AFC and NFC East futures. Only like 19 days away from the season, so soon we can actually start talking about some bets that will be happening and not happening just at the end of the year. But, you know, figured I'd give you my thoughts on pretty much every team in the league before. So, yeah, without further ado, let's just jump right into it. Starting off with the Jets. Over-under is six wins. Division is plus 1,600. They were 4-13 and 13 last year. I rank Zach Wilson twenty fifth out of all QBs. I've put their roster at twenty fourth. In one score games last year, they were four and four. Their turnover differential was minus thirteen, and their strength of schedule coming into this year is twenty seventh. So pretty brutal stuff there. But let's uh, you know what? Let's let's give the Jets their their moment here. Let's start with the positive. I like the draft for the Jets this year, especially outside of you know the running back in the second round. I just don't think. Running backs really matter, and especially when you're a bad roster, just take take good players that are at valuable positions. Um, but outside of that, man, you know, they got some good players. Brought in, you know, Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson, Jermaine Johnson. I think two out of three of those guys should be at least good players in the league, and maybe even all three. Who knows? I mean, I think Sauce especially is, is a lock to be at least a pretty good corner, which is awesome. Um, I think they have young defensive pieces outside of those guys, too, that are exciting. I think this D-line honestly isn't even bad. I think the O-line is also not even that bad. Like, Obviously, Beckton going down is an ideal, but Dwayne Brown's probably even a better player right now, even though he's pretty old. you got some other young guys on there. But, um, yeah, I like the weapons still. They're a little young, so I don't think they have any like proven stars yet. But Elijah Moore's a good player. We'll see about Garrett Wilson, first-rounder. But, uh, yeah, you've got some people to throw to, at least. Um, with the negatives with the Jets... Uh, the quarterback position, Zach Wilson's already hurt, and I think he just stinks. Um, obviously, the big story with his mom's friend in the offseason, you know, and that was great for the brand, but it's like, okay, it'd be really cool if he was good, but I, I just don't think he's going to be good. He, he looked horrible in the preseason. Um, but, yeah, he's already hurt. I mean, Joe Flacco, honestly, I could see, easily see the Jets just coming out and winning a, a game or two early if Joe Flacco's starting because he's just the type of guy that's going to come in and play well for no reason won a Super Bowl playing like that, so I, I won't blame them for that. Going off of that, I mean, Wilson has a rocket arm when he's going to be back, but is there really anything else to be, like, appealing? Or is there anything else that is appealing about this guy? I don't really think so. I mean, he doesn't really play well on script. He doesn't really, you know, flash. He was horrible for half of last year and got better, so I guess that's improvement. But, yeah, I mean, I didn't kill him. I had him 25th out of 32 starting quarterbacks, so... I obviously think there's a chance he has some upside, but right now I just think he sucks. Um, another negative, I mean, name like a top 100 player on the Jets. I It's really hard. They just don't have any star power right now, but young players, that could be stars, so who knows? And yeah, I don't know. Coach Sala, he's fine, but defensive coaches I'm not really that into, and there's just not much there. Anyway... The, with this team, the over-unders It's around 6, 5.5 on some books 6.5 on others If you can get a good number at under 6.5 I would absolutely jump on that I think they're going to be horrible But I'm not really going to put anything on my card with the Jets Even if I was in on them Here's the thing with the Jets It's with a lot of teams too it, I'm just not going to believe it until I see it Like, I don't care who they have on the roster This team might be cursed and like, I'm not going to bet on the, a team like this until I until I see they're good and then I can trust them, but you know it's it's just not gonna happen. So I'm not I'm not gonna do it. I just don't don't I wouldn't bet on any over with this team. But um, hey, you know maybe if you're a fan you want to have some fun, go for it. I'm just not in on this team. All right, moving on to the third place finisher in the AFC East last year, the Miami Dolphins. Their over-under is at eight and a half wins. They are plus 450 to win the division. They were nine and eight last year. I ranked their quarterback 19th out of 32. I, rocked their, I ranked their roster 10th out of 32 teams. In one score games last year, they were thir- three and three. Their turnover differential was at a flat zero. And their strength of schedule coming into this year is 19th. So just off the bat with the Dolphins, guys, I got a confession to make. And I'm not the biggest to a guy. Never have been, but I'm I'm all in on the Dolphins this year. I'm all in on the Dolphins. I don't I don't know. I had I, I I it's like a confession I had to make. I had to get off my chest. Like there's no way around it. I'm all in on the Dolphins. I love this team to have a great year, and I think they have a chance to win the division. I'm just gonna throw that out there before I even get into the breakdown. But I know the Bills are great, and I know the Patriots have Bill Belichick. But just hear me out here. So let's start with the positives. This is a good roster that that just simply got better over the offseason. What are some key positions on offense? Uh, Tackle and wide receiver. They added two great players there. I know Tron Armstead coming over from the Saints has been hurt a lot. I think he played like three games last year, but he's healthy right now, and I think we should bank on him playing at least 10 games, and that's a massive upgrade to their offensive line that still isn't great, but really needed help. That's awesome. You had Tyree Kill. I mean, undoubtedly a top... 10 receiver in the league the last few years, probably top five, but I don't really care about getting into all that. Um, their code new coach this year, I think obviously Brian Flores was a good coach, but I think he was the type of guy, kind of like Mark Jackson with the Warriors, where he's a good coach for bringing a, a mediocre team or a bad team up to play above their head. But I don't know if Brian Flores was the guy that would take a great roster, and win big games. I'm just... I don't know. I mean, there's a chance, and he definitely got slighted. and he, I don't think he deserved to get fired at all. I think he is still a good coach. I would, I'm would, i not even a big defensive coach guy, but I wouldn't be mad if my team hired him. But still, I'm just not sure. I don't think he was a surefire thing to be like a, a, a coach that could take a roster over the top. Um, anyway, their new coach comes from the Shanahan tree. I can't even remember his name right now, so I'm really... You know, going to obviously support this guy, and I can't remember his name. But if he can run the ball well, this offense is going to be great because they really had no running game last year. They were all passing, all short passing, and now you're getting a field stretcher and Tyree kill. If you can run the ball with some of those Shanahan schemes, you're going to have a really balanced offense. And to play off that, you've got a great defense. I wouldn't say actually great's a bit generous. I think you got a solid defense. It's a good D-line. You've got Howard and Holland in the back to make plays. The division isn't bad, but this and the schedule isn't brutal, so I think there's room there. And this team, this is my biggest thing with this team. This team started 1-7 and seven last year. It was like they were going to be a top-five pick, people were saying. And I was one of those people. I thought the Eagles, my team, was going to get a top-five pick from them. I was hype. I was a hater. I was too turned to ball over every time he threw a pass last year. It was awesome. But then they go and rip off, you know... Seven. They went seven and one, eight and one to finish. Eight and one to finish the season. Eight and one to finish the season last year, guys. And this team's over under this year is at eight and a half. So like, all I'm saying is this team has a lot of potential. They swept the Patriots last year. I think that they are going to bully, you know, the Patriots and the Jets in their division. I think that they have a shot to dethrone the Bills in, in the AFC East. I just think they do. And I'll get to the, we'll get to the Bills obviously because people are already probably turning tuning out right now after hearing that. But before we wrap up the Dolphins, let's talk about the cons. Tua, obviously, I'm not a Tua guy. I never have been. I've never really seen the hype. Um, he's a good, you know, accurate short passer. Has he been able to stretch the field at times? Yes, but we haven't really seen it consistently. You know, but I think there is value in seeing that Tyreek Hill is the perfect receiver for this guy. And I know a lot of you say, what are you talking about? Tyreek Hill is a guy that's going to stretch the field and go deep. Not really, honestly. Like Tyree Hill caught a lot of short passes last year and has a lot of yard-after-catch, you know, yak ability that we talk about, and I think that's where the value is going to be with this guy. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle and Mike Gusecki, those are three really good weapons. I mean, Mike Gusecki isn't a stud or anything, but he's a good pass-catching tight end to pair with those guys, and they bring in Cedric Wilson from the Cowboys. You've got plenty of weapons for Tua. You bring in a left tackle, give it a little more protection, and now I think this team can really do some damage on offense. So the negatives, though, besides for Tua, and I think a big, big, you know, if you're really going to be cautionary about this team, I think Tua's health is something you also have to take into account. He's been mostly healthy in the NFL, but obviously, you know, broke his hip or whatever in college. He's not really the biggest guy. I think that's a fair concern. It's a new coach as well. So, you know, we'll see. We really don't know what we're getting there. And the O-line is still just not great. And to cap it all off, their organization, I mean, after all the tampering with Brady, and Sean Payton, they lost lost a first-round pick. Their president or I don't even know their is GM or owner was like had his friggin' I don't even know. That guy's suspended for a year. It's just this organization is a bit of a disaster right now, which is not ideal when you're trying to bet on a team. That said, over eight and a half is absolutely going on my card. This team, as I said before, went eight and one to finish last year. Over eight and a half is disrespect. Like You you take a good team that went nine and eight last year that would've hit that number last year, you add Tyree Kill, you add Teron Armstead, you have weapons and young players that are gonna get better. You don't really lose much on this team. They didn't lose any big defensive pieces and they've got good pieces on defense. So like, why can't this team take a little step and win 10 games? Why can't this team repeat what they did last year and win nine? The schedule isn't brutal. It's 19th according to Vegas, 19th hardest. So like, or 19th easiest. Uh, sorry guys, but I just think that over nine and or over eight and a half is a lock. And you know what, guys? This is my favorite divisional value on the whole whole field here. Division plus four fifty for the Dolphins. Put it on my card, absolutely. I've already got money out of it. I'm not gonna lie. And I think you guys should too. It's just a good splash. There's no. I think when you run a simulation of the NFL, you know, however many times, ten times. I think more. I think like three of those times. Or four of those times the Dolphins win this division, man. And I know that sounds crazy. I know you're saying the Bills and all this stuff. We'll get to the Bills, and I'll talk about them in a bit. I'm not a Bills hater, necessarily, but I just think it's really hard to be great three years in a row in the NFL. It's literally the league last stands for not for long, NFL. So, yeah. Anyway, just to wrap things up, I just think that the Dolphins are one of my favorite teams that I'm going to be betting on this year. I think they're going to be really awesome. And I think that they don't have an amazing quarterback, but I think he's going to do enough to take this team to 9, 10, 11, 12 wins maybe. So we'll see. That's a bit aggressive, but the over-under is 8.5, so you get my gist. Moving on, our next team here, we've got the Patriots. Their over-under is at 8.5. Their division odds are also plus 450, so both things mirroring the Dolphins. 10-7 last year. Their quarterback, I ranked 22nd in the league. Their roster, I ranked 19th. In one score games, they were three and three. They had a plus seven turnover differential. Their strength of schedule this year is 25th easiest. So, off the bat, we got to talk about Bill Belichick. I think, honestly, and I'm going to get this off my chest right now, this year is going to put Bill Belichick's legacy into question. And I know that's an incredibly hot take. And I'm not saying that I'm going to question his legacy. I obviously think he's, you got to say he's the best coach of all time with his resume. But people are going to look at this year, and I think he's not going to go. It's not going to go well. I think he might retire at the end of the year, or you know, it's it's one of his last years. And I don't think he's going to have success without Tom Brady. And I think you know, the more we see Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, you know, separate, the more we say, well, you know, could Bill really have done it without Tom Brady? And I think the answer is mostly no, which I don't really fault Bill for. But another thing is, all of his disciples when they go to other teams just don't perform. I just think these things are concerning. I think that people are going to, you know, hot take people are going to put in Bill Belichick's resume into question. I think that's that's kind of fair to an extent. Not really. But I just, I think that's going to be a storyline. So from that, you kind of already know where I'm going with the Patriots here. Let's start with the positives, though. Bill Belichick is the GOAT. That's their head coach. The offense doesn't have any massive weaknesses. I think, you know, the line isn't horrible. The receivers aren't horrible. Um, they've got a good job. They did a good job moving on from J.C. Jackson. I'm just going to get that out there. I think J.C. Jackson is one of those guys that is just a typical cornerback that has a boom year who isn't that good of a player, and he got paid over in L.A. I don't think that's going to go well at all. I don't think they, they, in any world was it a good idea to go out and sign to J.C. Jackson to a big deal for any team. And I'm glad the Patriots you know, knew they could move on without him, although Jalen Mills being your quarterback one is rough. Um Anyway, this team can run the ball really well. That's how they went on a big streak last year. Um, And Mac, you know, to to his credit, even though I'm a bit of a hater, was good. And he was accurate last year. So, really, that's the positives for the Patriots. The negatives, I don't know if Bill Belichick's really that great of a coach without Tom Brady. I'm going to say it again. They obviously played really well last year, and that was a testament to him. But they're coaching elsewhere, too. Uh, I know this has been talked about in, like, every show and everywhere, so I'll make it quick. But... He's got like his kid running the defense. He's got Matt Patricia and Joe Judge running the offense. That's that's like a joke. That's simply a joke. Those guys are not NFL coaches, and it just goes to show this weird thing with him right now. And I don't I don't know if he's always done this. It seems like he hasn't. He's usually obviously got the offensive coordinator there, who is now in Vegas. But um, yeah, I just I just don't know what's going on with the coaching um mac was accurate but he wasn't really dynamic and he's never really going to be dynamic which i think is really important in today's nfl you know obviously almost every quarterback can really move around the pocket even a guy like justin herbert has some sneaky athleticism he can run around a bit so i think that bare minimum is something you kind of need if you want to compete for a super bowl realistically another thing with the patriots and i know the fans are probably saying this too is this team ever going to get a number one receiver? Like, seriously. It, like, how long do you have to go without a decent receiver and just not do it? There was plenty of receivers on the market this year. I mean, free agent market was a little dry. But, you know, you could have went out and traded for A.J. Brown. You could have went out and got gotten another player or traded for someone else. Amari Cooper went for a fifth-round pick. You couldn't match that. Like, I don't know. It's just weird. It's just, like, I get Devontae Parker is, is fine. He had 600 yards last year, though. He's not a one. And he might not even be a two anymore. I don't see him performing well in New England when he couldn't perform in Miami. I don't know. It's just it's just weird. And then they traded away a good guard and like in their in their player they drafted just a few years ago. I just and then they draft some rando. It's like I don't like. You're just trying to outsmart everyone else. And I get that you are the smartest coach of all time. And. You've had this success, but I just don't. I don't know what's going on with these moves. I just like you shouldn't get worse just for a third-round pick. I like. I don't. I don't really get it. Um, there's just no great players on this team. Also, there really just isn't any top-end talent anywhere on the offense. They've got some nice, nice players in the offensive line, but they're not studs. They've got some, you know, decent receivers. I like Jacoby Myers, but he's not a stud. Devontae Parker, decent player a few years ago, definitely not a stud. Mac Jones, you know, nice quarterback, you know, can make a throw or two, not a stud. And I had him ranked 22nd. I know that's probably low, but I, I just don't see it with this guy. And I think he's going to take a step back this year. And it's not really his fault. But yeah, when your offensive coordinator is Joe Judge, like, I mean, what do you expect? What do you expect? He's going to just make you run sprints when you miss a throw or some shit. Probably That guy should be coaching a high school. And I don't think he'd even be a good high school coach. He seems like a moron. But um, yeah, anyway, their schedule is also tough. It's just just, this whole season is just mixed in, and I think that the Patriots are going to take a step back. They had that plus seven turnover differential last year. I don't think their turnover differential is going to get much worse because they run the ball really well, and they're a very disciplined team, but there's just not enough talent on this team. I'm putting under eight and a half on my card. I really like it. It's such a tough AFC this year, guys. Their division just got tougher, too. Like, As much as we want to clown the jets they got better the dolphins got better the bills didn't get any worse and so their division's extremely hard the afc itself is just stacked the west and the north are two divisions that don't have really a weak team in there and they just have a tough schedule i I don't know i think they take a step back also because they spent all that money in free agency before last year and who'd they really get nelson Aguilar, jalen mills two tight ends that didn't do anything last year and a few other pieces that really weren't impactful so when you do that and you force yourself and you pigeonhole yourself into not spending any money this year, it's gonna have its like it's gonna come back to bite you. So I think this team takes a big step back this year. A big policy too. Before I stop roasting the Patriots here is for me in the off season. If your team doesn't get better, you got worse because you know every year teams have the cap space to get off bad contracts and get on good ones and sign good players to good deals but the Patriots didn't do that this year because I guess partially they didn't have the cap space after spending all that last year. Bobby Kraft probably has seen inflation hit. He's probably seen the massage parlors charge more for the happy endings. I don't know what it is, but the Patriots didn't want to spend any money this year, and I think they got worse while everyone else around them got better, and I think Bill Bill could retire after this season. I'm just going to throw that out there. I don't really know. I am far from an expert, but I just see that as a possibility. Moving on. To the Buffalo Bills, the team that finished first in this division last year. Their over-under is 11.5. They are minus 200 to win the division. They went 11-6 and last year. Their quarterback, I ranked fourth in the NFL in Josh Allen. Their roster, I also ranked fourth in the NFL. In one-score games, they were 0-5 last year. They had a turnover differential of plus 8. And their strength of schedule this year is the 18th easiest. Off the bat, I think... A lot of people are just saying Bills Super Bowl this year. And I don't really blame them. I mean, you've got a great quarterback who's played amazing and gotten better and better over the years. You've got a great roster. So I totally see it. I'm not going to hate on that. Um, I'd say just a main reason before I go into the pros and the cons of this team this year of why I'm not as high on the Bills as other people is it's just really hard to be good in this league year after year. I think a lot of teams, you know, whether it's due to injuries or fatigue, or just coaching changes, losing coordinators, and stuff like that. Like The NFL is built where teams can take big leaps and take big step-backs. So I just don't know if I see that this team is going to you know, be able to play how they played last year. So let's dive into it, though. Let's start with the positives of this team, which there are a lot of. Josh Allen, to start. He's insane. He's, he's simply insane. He's been ridiculous the last few years. He's massive. He checks all the boxes, seems like a good leader, a fun guy to be around. All his teammates love him, got a rocket arm, checks all the boxes. This is a good organization. Recently, they've been good, especially, you know, drafting, developing. They were patient with their quarterback. They were patient with their roster, and they've got a coach that's been there for years who seems like a good coach. It's a great, complete roster. I think a great secondary. Um, I don't know about Kyer Elam out of Florida. I really didn't like him in the draft. I think he's going to draw a lot of holding penalties he had an issue with that in college i don't really believe in him to be honest but tradidius white's a dog the safeties are dogs micah hyde's a great player that was a great signing a few years ago the d line is deep now it's not really full of studs outside of von miller and we'll see how von miller does this year i mean i'm interested to see if he can really hold up the play because it seemed like he was losing steam a few years ago and then he had a really great season last year and they paid a lot of money for him to come over i think that a lot of it wasn't guaranteed, so I could easily see him getting cut in two or three years if he doesn't play well. But for now, you know, I, I can't expect Von Miller to play bad. He's been a generational edge rusher. So a deep D line, you know, I just, I'm a little worried about the ceilings of the other guys. They put a lot of resources into that position with not a lot of, you know, studs coming out of there. But who knows? Greg Rousseau could take a step forward. AJ Epinesa could take a step forward. I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not going to be shocked if any of them do. And. For a first place team, the Buffalo Bills have a pretty easy schedule, you know, 18th easiest, not bad at all, and Tredavious White comes back this year. So that's pretty much the positives for the Bills, which there's a lot of reasons for optimism, and they're they're a team that, you know, 11-6, honestly, when I read that, I thought they were better last year, but it makes sense that they went 0-5 in one-score games, so literally not a team that looks like they're going to have any regression at all. Anyway moving to the cons of the buffalo bills this o-line is simply put shaky i don't really think they have any great players on it and i think the tackles just aren't very good at least one of them isn't i don't think they have consistency at that position i think that could be concerning potentially but it didn't seem to stop them last year running game has been pretty much non-existent for the bills last year somehow which is ridiculous for a team that's as good as they've played Um, they do bring in james cook though so we'll see if he can make a difference a good player there could, could could go a long way. So I definitely like that move. That's pretty much the only time I like spending a high asset on a running back is when your running game has been pretty bad, but you're such a good team. I think it's a good move. Um Josh Allen. He's really, really good, but he plays a little bit scary for me, my liking. He reminds me a lot of how Carson Wentz used to play on the Eagles, and we all know how that ended. So I think, you know, something I'd be concerned about with this team long term is Allen's been really healthy the last few years. He's a massive guy, but there have been some moments that have been a bit scary, where his legs gotten twisted up, or stuff like that, where it looks like he could be seriously injured, and then he's fine. Obviously, so I can't. I don't think you should expect Josh Allen to get injured, but the way he plays absolutely concerns me. There's no way around it. Um, and this roster doesn't quite have the O line to make it, you know, just amazing and totally complete. I think that there's, you know, a lot of talent on this roster, but it doesn't really wow me, to be honest. Um, so it's complete but there's not as much star power as say like the Rams have. So that's just a little note. And I think the biggest reason for concern or reason for optimism that you can comb to find with the Bills, I don't think this is something that you should really be too concerned about, but I think this is something that as someone who thinks the Bills could take a step back, I'm absolutely going to cite is Brian Dable's gone. This is the guy that really has melted with Josh Allen and made him who he is from a coaching standpoint, you would think. And now he's, he's finally been plucked from the bills so a lot of times you know teams take a step back when their offensive coordinator goes to another team and i think this could be one of those situations absolutely so with that being said 11 and a half is a really really high number guys um i'm not going to put you know over or under on my card for the bills i think that's a good number for them i'm going to lean under 11 and a half and i think that there's absolutely a chance as i mentioned that the dolphins you know have a really good season win 11 or 12 games and maybe the bills match their 11 or win 10 and i think that that's a really realistic outcome so i don't know if i don't think they're locked to win the division by any measure i think that it's just a hard number in a tough afc that's it's that simple guys the afc is really good this year and we have to recognize that so if you're going to bet a team over 11 and a half i I don't think it's a good idea i just don't think it's a good idea for any team that plays in the afc they're not going to get a break any week this is a team that's been playing in the playoffs for several years it's really hard to be good in the NFL for really long. So that's pretty much all I, all I got with the Bills. But yeah, I still think they'll make the playoffs. I think they'll make some noise. Moving on to the NFC East, we've got the New York Giants. Their over-unders at seven and a half, or around seven. Their division odds are plus 800. They were four and 13 last year. I put their quarterback at 28th. Their roster at 27th. Turnover differential, minus eight last year. one score games they were three and three and their strength of schedule this year is the easiest in the nfl so that being said let's be nice to the giants for a second here let's talk about the positives i honestly as an even i'm an eagles fan so i should preface, preface the nfc east with that i honestly think the giants are going in the right direction finally for first time in a long time cleaned out the gm position got a new guy clean out the coaching position of that clown that should be coaching middle school footballer pop warner for god's sake and joe judge and they got brian dable who i think you know could definitely be a good coach and i think one of their two rookies that they took in the top 10 is going to be good i would bet it would be evan neal i'm not sure about kevon thibodeau i don't think he produced very much in college and i think that's kind of concerning because you know you expect a guy to produce in the nfl and if he couldn't do it in college with all his ability why is he going to be able to do it at a higher level competition but I still like on Thibodeau. I'm not going to lie. I think he could be good, too. So, I think one of those guys is going to be a stud on the line. I, I love that they went tackle and edge rusher with their picks. It's just smart. Um, I think wide receiver is just going to be better for this team this year. There's no way it can't be. Like, they have too much talent there for it to be as bad as it was. Um, another thing, too, like, Daniel Jones started out pretty good, actually, last year and then got hurt. So, I think there's maybe something there. I think he could be, you know not horrible which is no not saying much but he's, he's made some good throws his career and he's, he's made some impressive plays the giants have just been so dysfunctional but if you build a little momentum and you get a little better coaching a little better roster who knows what could happen so i think i wouldn't be shocked to see daniel jones play his way into getting considered for a contract extension i don't know if the giants really want to do that but you know hey we'll see anyway yeah. Head coach, massive. I mean, even if you don't like Brian Dable, massive upgrade over Joe Judge. The defense has no massive holes, I'll say. like They're not horrible in any positions. And I think that this schedule, I don't think this schedule, The schedule according to Vegas is the easiest in football. So I think there's a lot of things to be weary of if you want to bet the Giants under. The negatives with this team is there is absolutely no star power right now. There's some young players that could develop into stars, but there are no stars on this team. Not really any on offense. And on defense, you know, I mean, are you going to call Leonard Williams a star? Is that, is that where we're at, Giants fans? Uh, I don't know. I mean, he's a good player, but let's be real here. You, you know, you lose James Bradbury as well. You know, I, I like what they're doing just letting young guys play, but this team is, is in a pretty tough spot. Another negative is durability. Saquon Barkley hasn't really played much last few years. Daniel Jones has been bad, bad and unavailable the last few years, which is probably the worst combination in the NFL. Um, and teams like the Jags the Panthers will be better that they're gonna play this year that Vegas doesn't think will be that good I think those teams are gonna be pretty good so I think that this schedule isn't quite as easy as it seems the quarterback just isn't the guy overall Daniel Jones is never gonna be a top 10 quarterback in the league so there's really no reason the Giants should, should stick with him because they're gonna have to pay him immediately after this year if he takes a step and this is a team where that was fourth and lost some talent last year so they were fourth in their division and they got worse, which just, I mean, it all isn't ideal. But they're in a good direction. I lean under 7.5, but it's not going on my card. It's not going to be something that we're going to be playing this year. I, I don't, I mean, 7.5 is high for the Giants, guys. But I, I could see Channel Jones playing decently. They play, in, they have the easiest schedule in the league once again. So it, it just wouldn't shock me for them to get to eight wins. And under 7.5 is like minus 150. So you're really just not getting a good value there so i really don't i don't like that at all moving on to the washington commanders got a new name and a new quarterback we will get to that but to start off they are over under seven and a half for wins the uh, the over is juice to minus 134 so they're like the giants they're in seven and a half but their over is favored instead of their under being favored the division odds are plus 550 they were seven and ten last year their quarterback, I ranked as 23rd out of 32 in the league. Their roster, I put it as 18th. In one-score games last year, they were 5-4. And, and Their turnover differential was minus 5. And their strength of schedule this year is 6th easiest. First thing we got to talk about with this team is Carson Wentz, who every Washington fan this offseason has decided, oh, he threw like 28 touchdowns, 7 interceptions last year. We're going to be great. It's like people, here's the thing with Carson Wentz. This is what Colin Coward does too. People have just decided that with Wentz, the supporters, to not look at the games anymore. I don't think Wentz supporters even want to watch the games. They just want to look at the numbers. Because when you watch this guy play football, he sucks. He's horrible. But, of course, the numbers are going to say good things. It's the fucking problem with fans nowadays is everyone just wants to look at the numbers and be a little bitch about it and just decide, well, my quarterback had this many touchdowns, this many interceptions. Did you see him go down and take a sack in field goal range for the third time in the game and knock his team out of field goal range when they needed one right before the half? Did you see him shovel pass an interception directly to the linebacker? On the other team like did you see him throw out the last two games of the season to the raiders who were really not anything special last year and the jacksonville jaguars this is not the guy this is the year carson wentz and fans are going to realize this carson wentz is a journeyman he was never meant to be a star starter he had one year and ever since he got injured and everyone found out he's a douchebag in the locker room nobody wants the f- fucking piece of this guy so commanders fans For your own good, just don't, just give up hope already. Just don't, 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 don't do it. It's not worth it. You're going to get hurt. I've been there. I defended this guy at one point. It was fucking horrible. I hated my life. Anyway, glad I got that out of my system, guys. I'm sorry. Let's get into the positives for Washington. And a positive I'll start off with is the roster. You know, this roster isn't isn't bad. It's decent. I'd say the O-line's pretty good. They lost Scherf to the Jaguars, but it's still pretty good. And the D-line's good. I don't think the d-line's this gauntlet that we thought it was a few years ago because it really wasn't very good last year with chase young being out but he's back i really haven't heard about a lot about him this offseason, so i'm guessing he's going to be able to play because i think his injury was pretty early last year but uh he's back and i think the lines are good on this team so good trenches that's a good thing um another positive i guess is the quarterback has had success before which can't be said for anyone else on the roster um, he did have one good season before he got hurt and before he got traded from two teams so there's that there is a bit of star power on this Washington team Chase Young could be a stud Terry McLaurin can be a stud you know Fuller in the secondary has been a really really good player at times and I so I think there is you know some potential here Jahan Dotson looks good in camp apparently I don't believe in anyone that goes to touch a kid University and Penn State but um I you know who knows who knows and their schedule is pretty easy as well. Sixth easiest, so, you know, go figure. This this is not gonna be a gauntlet of a schedule for the Commanders. Let's move to the negatives. I already went over Carson Wentz, so I'm not gonna say anything more. I just, it's not gonna happen, guys. It's just not gonna happen, it's, he's not good. Just watch the games. Um, the organization, the stadium, and the fans' response to the organization. All negatives for this team. This is just bad mojo. No one even wants to watch your guys' training camp. Reporters are out here asking Carson um, about how bad he's been, and like to his face, which is unreal. Um, and the stadium is falling apart, basically. And if you look at like a 30-yard—I I mean, I don't even know how many square yards are in that section where everyone's broken their leg or torn their ACL. But holy shit, I mean, there's literally like a, 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 a hundred square yards section where Alex Smith broke his leg. Like I think Joe Theismann broke his leg there, maybe I don't even know. That was so long ago. Chase Young tore his ACL. Joe Burrow tore his ACL. Like, like this, this there's just something not right with this organization in this stadium. I don't know what it is, but incredibly concerning. Um, and the team added nothing besides for a guy that that players hate, that his teammates are going to hate, and the guy that the team added at quarterback. The backup's playing better than him in camp, apparently. So, you know, there you go. That's just outstanding, right? Just what you want to hear in the offseason. Um, and we just know what we're getting with this team and this organization and this coach. I mean, their owner is on a yacht trying to avoid a subpoena and shit like that. Like, this is just not good. Like, I, I don't, like, there's just nothing good about this Washington team. It just goes to show how, you know, how amazing it was that they won the division a few years ago with, what was it, like seven wins or something so yeah i mean there's nothing going for this team i think there's still a few people that are really pathetically clinging to carson wench which is hilarious but uh you know go figure whatever you guys can go down with that ship i jumped off in 2020 when he sunk my eagles but anyway under seven and a half i'm not sure if i want to put this on my card yet it, the odds are good you know you're getting about plus 115 with that but it is the 60 easiest schedule. You know, Wentz could play in some play well in some games that don't matter as he does. And, you know, it's just I, I don't I don't love the number, but I, I think I'm actually gonna put it on my card. You know, I I can't I can't pass up a chance to fade Carson Wentz. I won't be offended if you guys don't bet with me on this one. If my disciples don't wanna follow me in into this, into this chamber that we're going into, that I've been into, this is like my my weird thing that I guess I, I preach to my disciples is we have to fade Carson Wentz every time we can. You guys don't have to, but under seven and a half, we're gonna do that. Moving on to the Philadelphia Eagles, I gotta you know, say it again, I am biased, I'm an Eagles fan. I don't know if you guys know that by now, you probably don't cause this is episode two, duh. But, gotta get that out there before I do this. Over under for the Eagles this year is nine and a half, the over is juiced to one, minus one 135, so not great value there. Um, the division is plus 165 right now they were nine and eight last year i ranked their quarterback 18th out of 32 jalen hurts roster i'd say sixth out of 32 um, their turnover differential last year was zero they were two and four in one score games and their strength of schedule this year is second easiest in the league so let's start with the positives and i would love to talk about this all day but i'll try to keep it quick because i love this team but the roster got a lot better. It's a legit roster now, guys. The offense has the best offensive line in the league, in my opinion, good weapons. You've got A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, Miles Sanders, I don't like it all, to be honest. I'm not a fan of Miles Sanders whatsoever, but people who pointed to his five and a half yards of carry last year and you know say he's gonna be a fantasy god, so take that how you will. He is in contract year, so I would draft him in fantasy, honestly, but anyway, the best offensive line in the league. The defensive line is legit, the weapons are legit. You add Hassan Reddick, who has 20-some sacks in the last two years, James Bradbury, and Jordan Davis, the unit himself, to that defense that was already pretty good last year. And I think you've got just a defense that's gonna be steady at least. I don't know if they're gonna be top five or top 10, but they're gonna play well, and they're not gonna be bad. They're not gonna get burned consistently, which is good. Another good thing is this team just runs the ball really well, and that's partially due to Jalen Hurts' mobility. That's partially due to the offensive line being spectacular. But that's just something that you you like to see and it's going to bring this team's floor up. And the Cowboys got worse. And that's just something that's going to help the Eagles. The Eagles got better. Their schedule stays easy like it was last year. Second easiest in the league. And so, yeah, I think those are the positives with the Eagles. Into the negatives, Jalen Hurts, you know, can, can he pass the ball consistently? And do you really believe in Jalen Hurts as a franchise quarterback for the future? I'm not sure right now as an Eagles fan. I'd really like to. I think he has all the intangibles but i I really can't you know be blind and see that he struggled as a passer in the nfl so far and there was a reason the guy was taken in the second round he's not the biggest guy he's not got he doesn't have the biggest arm i think he still can throw it deep but i think there's some things that other quarterbacks can do like trevor lawrence like josh allen like patrick Mahomes, that jalen hurts simply can't and i think that's fine because there are a few things that jalen hurts you know can do that those guys can't when it comes to his legs but yeah, I think that's something that absolutely is the biggest concern for this team. Another concern I have is the coaching staff. Nick Sirianni, I think, was good in year one, obviously 98 9-8 record. But he gives up play calling Shane Steichen this year, the OC, who hasn't been very good. Um, yeah, besides for that, sacks were an issue for this team last year. They couldn't really get after the quarterback. I don't think it's a big issue for this year, but something definitely to monitor. And how much winning can you really do running the ball? is something in general that I that I would ask, because it's just a passing league in today's NFL, and this team didn't really pass the ball well last year, even though they were pretty good, so I don't know if, how good they can be if they're not going to pass the ball very well again. Another thing with this team last year is they didn't beat any good teams. They couldn't beat a team with a winning record to save their life. I think the best team they beat was the Saints, and that was with Trevor Semien at the, at the helm. So that's something that absolutely should be concerning if you're going to be betting this team to win the Super Bowl or win the NFC Championship or anything like that. But that being said, I'm taking over 9.5, and I'm absolutely taking the Eagles to win the division. And here's why. I'm going to sell you right here. Let me list the quarterbacks, the best quarterbacks the Eagles play this year. Aaron Rodgers, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott twice, Matt Ryan, and Ryan Tannehill. Those are the only quarterbacks I have ranked in the top 20 that the Eagles play football against this year those are not amazing quarterbacks like aaron Rodgers, i get it. he's great but after that it's kyler murray and dak prescott matt ryan and ryan tanhill all those guys i'd say fall in the 10 to 20 range of the league There, dak obviously is, has had a success kyler murray can look like you know jesus christ himself out there at times but they're not great quarterbacks they're just not they're not the elite so the eagles don't have to play great quarterbacks this year their schedule is a pillow. I mean, oh my God! If you look at the Eagles' schedule, it's just incredibly hard to find losses. So I just think that you know this over nine and a half number, this nine and a half number, is a bit disrespectful. And I just think it's simply going to be easy for them to get there. And Jalen Hurts doesn't even have to take a leap. Like this roster got a lot better. You add AJ Brown and all the pieces on defense. I think that's worth at least one or two wins. And I think this team was also two and four and one score games last year. So they were in games and they could have some positive regression there. It's an easy schedule. They play bad quarterbacks. And even if they don't beat the good teams, they'll hit the number. So take it, and I like the division as well. And we'll get to the Cowboys here in a second as to why. Alright. Final team of the day is the Dallas Cowboys. They were over they're over under 10.5 this year for wins. Their under is minus 143. So I'm very favored. The division odds are plus 125. They were 12 and 5 last year. I ranked their quarterback 12th. In the league, and that is with Watson just ahead of him. But with Watson now being to spend 11 games, I would obviously much rather have Dak Prescott for a full 17 than Watson for six, as any sane person would. And I, I wouldn't, I would even say I would rather have Dak Prescott for 17 than Watson for 12 or whatever it was going to be. But um, yeah, I think Watson is a little more talented if we're being realistic. Anyway, I ranked their roster 17th in the NFL in turnover differential last year. They were plus 14 in one score games they were five and three strength of schedule was 10th or is 10th this year 10th easiest so yeah let's talk about the cowboys here and i'm obviously an eagles fan i'm a cowboys hater so i'll try to be as non-biased as possible but it's obviously going to show through guys so let's start with the positives here this team was great last year there's no way around it. this team was awesome 12 and 5 they put up points every single week their offense was on fire their defense caused a ton of turnovers Micah Parsons is a freak. They've got a good quarterback and a good leader, and Dak Prescott, he's been steady and great for most of his career. He's had an injury, he's had some up and down moments earlier in his career, but as of recently, he's just looked great. His team has star power. There's no way around it. I mean, CeeDee Lamb is developing into, I think, a at receiver. I think Zach Martin's the best guard in the league. Tyron Smith, obviously great, but you have durability questions there. And Micah Parsons, I mean, holy shit, what a season that was last year. That guy's a freak. Um, Definitely also look up his hazing rituals before, you know, if you want to read something fun, but interesting stuff there, but regardless, great player, great player. Anyway, I think with Parsons and Lawrence, their defensive line will be fine. I think when Gallup comes back, him and CD are going to be a good receiving core. That being said, I also think Tony Pollard's good at running back, and I think Zeke is gonna be fine. So they're gonna have a good ground game for the most part, I think, if the offensive line can hold up. And now let's go into the negatives with the Cowboys. Uh, my question with the Cowboys this year is year how's is Dak gonna look with a supporting cast that's not perfect? Because, you know, you lose two offensive linemen, including your right tackle, Lyle Collins, who was great. You lose a guard. You lose Amari Cooper for, what, like a fifth round pick? I didn't really understand that move. Um, you also lose a few players on defense. The defense isn't gonna be lights out and turning the ball over every play like it was last year. And right now, this roster, if you look at the receivers, the only healthy receiver that has caught an NFL pass is CeeDee Lamb. So they're gonna go into week one with a receiving core that has one NFL receiver with experience. So there there's that. This team simply got worse in a in the NFL. When you don't get better, you get worse. This team got worse. So not only did they get worse they didn't add anyone so it's it's just not a good look for them i think it's not good momentum going into this season um the defense is really weak outside of those two studs up front and gregory and or not gregory excuse me in parsons and demarcus lawrence i just don't see much else talent on this defense at all trayvon diggs i think is just simply not a good player a lot of lucky interceptions last year and if you can make a few plays that's great but he's not a good corner i mean he's been getting toasted in camp every week i see a new video of him just getting burnt or not even looking at the ball um the coach the coach is bad he's an idiot he lied during his interviews which he admitted to and he's just simply clearly a not good coach it looks like they're just waiting for sean payton to come out of retirement so we'll see what happens there and yeah the bottom line with the cowboys team is they lost three good starters They lost Amari Cooper, they lost Lyle Collins, and they lost Randy Gregory. So I think that that's just really gonna show through this year. And I think that there's some older talented players that have durability concerns like Tyron Smith. I think we're really gonna see how good Dak Prescott is this year without those players. And if he can carry them, the schedule's not that bad, but they do play some good teams. And a lot of teams in their division made some moves to try to get better at least. I think the Eagles definitely got better. I think the the commanders think they got better with Carson Wentz, so we'll see. And the Giants, you know, they have a new coach now. This, 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 the bottom line here is outside of the commander's you know, situation and every situation they seem to have over there, this division is for real now. It's not, not that if NFC leased, it's not a joke that the Cowboys are going to be able to run through. It's going to be competitive. And I really question if the Cowboys are going to be able to compete with a team that's moving backwards talent-wise and roster-wise with a coach that does not fit the bill for me. So that's just my opinion. I would lean under 10.5, but 10.5 isn't a crazy number. And they did win 12 games last year, so I'm not going to put it on my card. Um, But I definitely think that their division play is not a good one. I would much rather take the Eagles at a better number because I think the Eagles are turning in the right direction. And a little stat for you guys. I think it's been since 2004 the NFC East hasn't had a repeat winner in the division back-to-back years. So take that how you will. I think it's actually more like 2006 maybe or 2005 but yeah it's been almost 20 years since someone repeated in the NFC East and the Cowboys won last year so there you go that'll do it for this episode today guys I cannot wait to get into real football I am almost out of breath too I really got to figure out how to talk more and how to talk faster but uh, hope you guys like the picks today. let's wrap it up and just recap what we are gonna be betting this year we're gonna start off with the Dolphins over eight and a half wins. I love it. The value's not great. It's gonna be a bit favored, but this team's gonna get better. They finished eight and one last year. Another bet, the Dolphins division, plus 450. It's great value. I would put a whole unit on this thing. I know that it's it's a long shot for some of you guys, but I think the Bills aren't gonna be as good as we think this year. I think they take a bit of a step back. Josh Allen plays violent, and if he gets hurt, this division is Dolphins, Dolphins, Dolphins. And I think that's just something that could realistically happen. So I love the plus 450 value. Another bet, under eight and a half for the Patriots. It's just easy. This team has no star power. This team did not get any better and everyone around them got better. So I just think they take a step back and they play in a very tough, tough conference and they have a very tough schedule. So I think that one's an easy one. Patriots under eight and a half. Another bet I got for you is the Eagles over nine and a half and that is going to be a little bit favored but i think it's a great pick to play i also have the eagles division plus 165 this roster got a lot better jalen hurts does not need to get better for them to play good during the regular season they have a joke of a schedule and they play a joke of a slew of quarterbacks and i think the eagles will just control those games on the ground and get the victories my final pick of the day is the commanders under seven and a half you're getting plus value on this and we get to fade Carson Wentz, who is not a good player, has already looked horrible. And this this organization and this team is in shambles. This is going to need serious work after the season. All right, guys. that, there's all the picks for the day. I hope you guys enjoyed, and I look forward to talking to you again next week. We will be covering the AFC and NFC North. So thanks. Have a good one, guys.